Yo, tonight we define agentic blackface and ways to avoid it. Coming up right on the other side. Good evening, fellas. How you brothers doing tonight? Good. Good to see y'all, man. Good to see y'all. Hey, hey, hey August twenty first, bro. Huh? Sharif, calm down, Lord. Calm your voice, sir. We've been you've been yelling <laughs> at people. Your chakras is off. Are you good, sir? I'm all good, bro. I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm in a zen state. Um, but I'm also hyped because this August twenty first, man. You know what I mean? Like this is uh Nat Turner started on uh his revolution uh today tucson and the haitian revolution which we spoke about freedom friday started august 21st so this is black august baby so mm-hmm. you know i'm with it man ray how you doing boss i'm doing well man i'm trying to i'm trying to understand what what's going on with reef in in in, in his in his garb i, I love it but i just garb. i wish this, you had on this, a, is, I, 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 this is this i wish is you like... had on an undershirt i wish you had on an undershirt bro a better undershirt, like I feel like I'm seeing a lot of your skin, and I don't want to see your skin. Yes, you do. That's why you're commenting on it. But leave my skin alone, right? That's exactly why. <laughs> oh, yeah. all, all his weird fantasies always come out on this show on Sunday evening. Like weirdo, you know what I mean? He the one walking around with like rainbow shoes and socks and shit, you know. Hey, time. so first off, right? So, so, so. Don't do that. That's <laughs> ah, true. It's true. Use the Yeezys. You can't afford these. That's what I, I, I never said that. I think everybody can afford Yeezys if they want them. You got to get them at reason. I do, I, really? I do have my slides on right now. They are they are walking on air, baby. I do some of my most comfortable shoes I own. But, but how you doing tonight, Chris? How you been, bro? I'm good, man. I'm expressing my agency. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm ruling the universe. I am like Sharif El Meki out here on Twitter slapping folks. I was about to say something else, but just 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 we are we are we are Wayne Bradying our way through the week on Twitter. It's good. It's good. And also having some thoughtful conversation also. That's the that's my favorite thing. This week we've broken some new ground with people we wouldn't normally agree with. So good, man. Let's answer your question. Good. Well, fellas, I, just so I can set what we're talking about tonight. So we are talking about one of my favorite things to discuss, which is agency. It's the concept. And, you know, I have a whole new organization that's about to be called the Agentic Institute. Right. It's something that I truly believe in. Uh, and we're going to just like discuss the harm of charlatans, though. Right. Because there's a lot of people that got the same skin that we got. And they engage in what I like to call as agentic blackface. Um, let me tell you what I think agentic blackface is, fellas. And there might be some flaws in it. You can let me know. It's fine. But in my mind, it's rhetoric that builds like a false dichotomy that tells black people that they must assimilate to whiteness in order to be great. Like they have to. Like if you just stop talking like the ghetto and you talk like these people and you just do this and you just deny your black skin you will be, you know, successful. And if you also hold off, you know, pregnancy or whatever the case is, right? Um, so, I, this <laughs> yo, is this is violent. This is violent. <laughs> it is not violent. I'm just talking about what I'm seeing. And again, this is not about a particular person or anything like that, because there's more than one. There's a bunch of people out there, and I'm sure we all can name a few if we needed to, but I'm not being messy tonight. But I will say, think of agentic black faces like, the ultimate Trojan horse, right? Like, so when you come in, it's because a black dude that's doing it is shiny. It's a way to talk about this thing that makes you feel like you empowered. But inside that Trojan horse is these little soldiers. And then these soldiers are telling you, well, you got to forget about systemic racism, right? You can't bring that up. You can't bring up the atrocities of America. You can't, don't do that. Love, love your country more than anything. And it'll work out. And if you work hard, right? That's being agentic. That's what they'll say to you. But even in those warriors, I guess a little deeper, they got something in their pocket. And that thing got fentanyl on it that they passing out. Do you understand me? Mm-hmm. And that's even worse. You know why? Because that thing in that pocket 
is being is something that they give to white people to give them access to critique and discuss black people in a certain type of way that they would not be able to do, say, for your tweet or say for your book. Uh, and they allow these people, it gives these people license to, 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 to harp harmful stereotypes on our people. And I'm here to talk about it tonight because I don't think that agency belongs to a political party. I don't think it belongs to any type of race. And I, I don't I don't think that um, that we can ostracize our people in that way. So I just wanted to start there because uh, it's a hot topic right now. And I wanted to present something to you. I wanted to ask you all, what is agency versus what is not agency? And I, I just want to hear from y'all Let's just have a discussion because maybe we have to define that for people. But I know I just said a lot. Let me just let y'all react. Y'all can say, Charles, you bugging. But uh, I'm going to shut up right here. Well, I'll start off. I mean, I'll just, I'll just make a comment. Charles, you bugging. I've always wanted to say that. That sounds, <laughs> And then we can jump into the rest of it. You know what I mean? So, no, I mean, to me, uh, agency is, is self-determination, man. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, having a clear vision. Even if it's not super clear. Even if it's like... I don't know everything about what I need to do, but I know steps A, B, and C. I know what I'm not fitting to do, right? And so I, th I think that that piece about self determination, right. having a understand a clear understanding of what's oppressing you and what's not, what will you know um, get the shackles off you a little more, what will loosen them, what will free them, and what steps you need to take, and who you need to unite with to do it, right? Like to me, it's all mm -hmm. about self determination, but having a vision for what you deserve as a human being, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Y'all jump in. So when I think about agency, I'm going to look at it from a teacher perspective right now, right? So when I think about agency as a teacher, I think choice and voice, right? So I think uh, if you're in a classroom and your ability to kind of yield your power or share your power, right? So like you're not the expert in the classroom, but like you're allowing students to to talk about like talk about things from the level of the student right so like you're building the agency of the student by allowing them to 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 take ownership over their learning right so that, that's what mm -hmm. i think about when i think about agency from a teaching perspective so if you're a teacher out there uh you come in to use that classroom as a soapbox stop doing that uh you are orchestrator of learning uh and make sure that you give uh those kids the instruments in order to be able to learn and you are just a conductor that's it uh, teacher teacher talk time should be limited in those classrooms and uh and students should be doing most of the heavy lifting uh, that's that's the agency that I'm talking about yeah I would say that I think that agency is the knowledge and the expression of what you can do knowing what you can do uh, so I agree with uh, Sharif that it's you know uh it's self-determination in another form though uh, self-determination I think and agency are intertwined with each other but agency really is that spirit of feeling as though you have volition over your world, uh, your actions, your ability to achieve things. So, I mean, in practice, uh, agency is, uh, you know, being enslaved for years and years and years and coming out of it and being the fastest group to acquire literacy in the history of literacy. That's agency. Um, it's also when nobody will build you schools, building 550 schools across the American South. That's agency. It's when sharecropping uh, and and slave uh, slave ish type of situations persist in the South. Getting up in the millions and moving up north is agency. You know, it's like so we have this history of agency. So. It's interesting to have to even talk about it now because our history and our actions have proven that we have agency. Agency is all the black kids right now uh, that are going across your social media who got accepted into five and 10 and 15 different colleges, even though they're in the, the one of the most blighted hoods and that sort of thing. Right. Agency is getting your kids, your, your brothers and sisters off to school in the morning because your, your, your mama can't do it because she's at work and it's on you. And, you know, you got to do you got to do what you got to do to keep the family going, to keep things happening. All of those things are agency. And we're really good with it. People of color and black folks are probably the most agentic people because they get things done with the greatest amount of odds going against them. Yeah, man, I, 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 I love where we all just kind of started there because I think it's a good baseline because this is also making me want to talk about some things that agency is just not right. Like it is not, like I said, it doesn't belong to political party. It is not uh, just failing to acknowledge that there are systemic barriers, right? Like you don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to, to be what, you know, we would call agentic. Like 
listen, I would just say this. Agency is not anything that's going to make you hate yourself and the people that look like you. It's not going to make you deny your skin. It's not going to, de- to make you deny your history or deny the things that are happening to you. It will make you resilient. It will say, yo, there's going to be adversity in what I go through and I have to have delayed gratification to get to where I need to get to. It is going to tell you what is quality for you and what is not and, and, and push you to go and make those things happen and be you know, self-reliant. But the reason why I want to have this conversation is because there's a lot of people that are taking up this stance uh, and aligning it with political parties or aligning it with groups that kind of don't wish us well as black people, right? That kind of want us to forget uh, this whole racism thing, this whole slavery thing, this this thing that didn't happen. And they, I, it's a problem for me because it presents a false dichotomy. Like both things can be happen, can, can, can happen, right? Like I can recognize these systems and still be resilient and self-determined to kind of make those happen. And it bothers me because I don't, when I see black people doing it, when I see black people doing it, that probably didn't have a lot of other black people in the room when they were doing it and they're targeting black people and folks are opening to it. But deep down, you know what I'm saying? When you are telling people that there's inherently something wrong with you, I think that that's just a problem for me. And I, and I don't want to have a major reaction to it. All y'all can jump in, but you know, Reef, Reef, Reef and I have been kind of, we've been, we've been bouncing this stuff and, and Reef, you get to be my translator, man. Uh, <laughs> I just want your thoughts and your, and, and your more, uh, you know, I, I think you have an upper echelon of, of, of communication skills when we talk about this stuff. So let me say to my I think that's Cap. I think that's Cap. I think that's Cap. I knew that was coming. Let, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me say it in my way that I think that anybody that does that is a charlatan and a sucker. And the mm-hmm. way that they do it and it's not for us or by us. And then, mm-hmm. uh, Sharif, I would love to hear your much more, uh, sanit- not sanitized, but, you know, your different point of view on that. Hmm. No, I mean, I, I mean, with this one, man, this, I think it's, it's there's no sanitizing of, of this. You know, I, I think, you know, what you said is is uh, is spot on. I think that the idea of, you know, any path that's telling you to hate yourself in the process of, you know, uh, improving your condition is is problematic. You know, I, I think, you know, that I think that type of messaging is oppressive in itself. I think, you know, the when you look at the history of uh, they wanted the pacification of, you know, people of color and whatever, wherever, whatever conditions they found themselves or wherever they are, they were. There was there were a group of folks, white folks in particular, and they're they're uh, deputized people of color. Right. Like you got to remember, like they deputize people to be in our communities and, and parrot the same thing that you are, you know, less than a human being. And the only way to do this is you know be more like them forget who you are right and, and i think the same thing like we know this phrase about you know uh kill the indian save the man that mindset was also applied to every person of color that they tried to conquer mm-hmm. every every mm-hmm. group right and so whatever the saying is you see that across any i mean that is part of the colonization blueprint is to make mm-hmm. sure that people view their oppressor as a superior being and the way that they think about their worldview as superior as well. Like that is part of the brainwashing of, you know, people of color. Right. But it, it there are people who have internalized it and not only are doing it for, for, for money, they mm-hmm. doing it because they believe it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, they, they like, just like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna do this. Cause I'm, I'm shicey. I'm hustling. I mean, they're like, no, I, I believe this. I, I'm, I'm ingesting this full throttle and, yeah, let's have at it, right? And so those are the folks that we have mm-hmm. to be really, really careful about. Yeah, hey, Reef, uh, when you said the uh, deputized people of color, man, that that resonated for me, and it resonated mm-hmm. for me because, like, when I look at when I look at folks, right, like the plight of of of, of African Americans that have been in this country, right, right is different right. from the plight of African Americans that are first generation, uh, first generation Americans, right, um, mm-hmm. or first generation to this country. I feel like the path is a tad bit easier for those that come to the country as opposed to uh the folks that that are here right the struggle is real here and that's why you see like the generational poverty that you see right it's like the system is set up and i don't want to blame the system but the system is set up in a way in which it's like it's going to 
hold the majority of, of folks back, especially the poor and disenfranchised, right? And so whereas when you have folks that come here and they experience success, and then all of a sudden that becomes the pinnacle of what the story is, right? But it's not the story because that story does not speak to the people that have been here, right? And so mm-hmm. I think that we need to name that and, and, and that needs to be a part of the conversation as well, because, you know, there are folks that are here that are that are struggling. Right. Like there are folks that I have family members that are struggling. And uh, and, and, and the way that it's not just because like they got pregnant or they beca- or, or, or like all these other things that are associated with how folks with these, with these black faced agentic thoughts are presenting to these folks. Man. It's just not the same. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important to call out. Because one of the reasons to have this conversation tonight is that there is a persistent belief that uh, we need to win the war on what's wrong with black people. Like, why aren't we succeeding? And the reason that we aren't succeeding brings up a couple of different narratives. One narrative is obvious to me is that there has been historic discrimination that continues today. The systems have never been made for us, never have been right. There hasn't been any justice. There hasn't been any recomps. There hasn't been any recapitalization of people who lost out on generations and generations of wealth. So that would be an obvious reason to say, why is it that black people are in the situation that they're in today? The other the people who profit off of the problem will say, well, it's because of your culture. It's because of your people. It's because of your actions, your behavior. You're, you're, you're not individualist enough. You're, um, you, uh, you get pregnant too often. Uh, you do all the wrong things. You make all the, you know, so, so that becomes its own separate narrative. This is where scientific racism comes in. You can take something like growth mindset or take something like um, grit the concept of grit and students need grit and the concept of agency. And each one of these things becomes the shiny penny of the the right, the near right, the whites and the blacks who want to be white. That becomes their narrative. Oh, the problem with you and your young people is you just don't have a growth mindset. You just understand, you know, you just don't understand this thing. And if we can implant the growth mindset into you, it will overcome all of your cultural uh, um, deficiencies, all of your problems and your deficiencies. Oh, well, we did that for a couple of years. We sold some books. We had some seminars. We sold some PD. We moved on to the next thing. Um, it's grit. Your kids just, you know, if they could just have more grit. They um, they might overcome these centuries and centuries and centuries of broken down systems that have put them into precarious situations that they're in. They can overcome it by just being grit, gritty, gritty, because, you know, the one thing our kids never are is gritty. Our kids don't have any grit. They just don't know how to persist in things. And now along comes agency. And really what the, all of this is, is an answer to and I'm only saying, setting this up like this for our listeners, because it's germane to the conversation What this ends up being is just an argument against social justice talk, against anti-racist talk, against examining the systems and trying to locate the problem in the person. That's what this is about. How can we find another way to locate the external problems that dog black people and locate that problem in the person and in the children and the mom and the dad? And it works well. And and if you really want to do that, the blacks that you are going to get to help you do that and help you sell that are going to be quite often the Candace Owens of the world or the people who've been here for one ge- generations. They've been here for five minutes and they already hate black people the way everybody else does, right? Even though their skin is black, they've been lifted up as the, oh, you're the special one. You're the great one. Oh my God. And then you write a book about this and all of a sudden everybody's saying, everybody on the white side or the near white or the blacks who want to be white side are saying to you, you're so brave for saying that. Oh my yep. God! You you told black people <laughs> that they're the problem. We've been oh, wanting to say that forever. Thank we've you. We've been wanting to say that for a long time. Can we get you at our conference? Can we have you speak to all the white people in the room so that they can hear you say this brave right, that's stuff? The you can get to an N word, pass B. And, and like, <laughs> and so I mean, that's why you know you get that kind of reaction, man. I, and you, I, I just like even as we're talking about this, like. You know, I did research on this thing, right? You can be the grittiest. You can you can do all that stuff, right? And like I wrote a whole book on it. But here's the thing, right? He didn't talk about the Latin trauma that comes from that process, right? He didn't talk about like the emotional insecurities and the heightened anxiety. Like there are a lot of people that have shoved this down. I, 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 I'm up. not I'm not being I'm not being messy because I'm not the messy one on this podcast. But you said he. And so is there a specific person that you're talking about with no, he or is right, it no, like a writ large? Person, was, actually, to be I'm just to be completely honest, one, I don't know this this the person personally, and I I haven't finished. He said he's not messy though. No, I'm not. It, my, no, he no, he said he's oh, not Ray, messy. That yeah, just like yeah, Ray, that, Ray, then they just make the whole 
Like you, then you hear the scratching in the background, like you know. Here's, here's the thing for me: like it's not. There are multiple. There are many people that do this, and there's a ton mm. of people. And there's yeah, some the whole mindset. About, yeah. We, and we, but we, and we talked about like like you know this concept that you was going into, right? And I talk about a lot. That's like you know um, voluntary immigrants and involuntary immigrants. And here's the thing, right? Around that, right? One. Every black person that comes from outside of the United States doesn't just come here and automatically do well, right? We don't, that doesn't get pushed into this narrative around those people that have come here and it didn't really go well here. You know what I'm saying? And two, and this is not to like draw a wedge between like the diaspora and our people. Like I love, there's a lot of people there that I love. And here's something dynamic that voluntary immigrants do do uh, that have black skin that are coming, right? There's a very intentional conversation. There's a very intentional like, okay, we are here in this country and I am giving up a lot to get you to this country. And I don't yeah. care if you want to be an artist. I don't care if you want to do yeah. poetry. I need you to be a doctor, lawyer, accountant. Like I need you to do something that is going to actually, you know, bring these things uh, back to us. Right. And like, and here, yeah. when you are here, like when you when, like you were talking about, Ray, when you in that struggle, one, yeah. it could be very difficult and you just might not know, like I have the tacit, tacit knowledge to have that very direct conversation around, I want you to take advantage of everything that's here. And I'm going to be honest with you, right? If you're in a place, if you come from a place that don't have electricity, if you're coming from a place where things is a lot different and then you come to America, a ghetto looks like the Taj Mahal in some in certain cases. You know what I mean? And like, yo, this is what we're going to do. But when what happens is, instead of that being a conversation that Black people from here and not from here are having together, we're allowing other people to kind of come in and pit us against each other. So why you can't just be like the Jamaican? Why you can't just be like the dude from the Caribbean? Well, why you can't just be like the lady that came from Ethiopia? And then it is having us kind of fight each other. You know what I'm saying? And they get to back away and say, I ain't got nothing to do with that conversation. I didn't write this thing on agency. I didn't say I didn't say the thing that you need to do this. That was your man that said that. And then what happens is we spend so much time fighting or whatever. And then white supremacy gets to chalk up another point on the board. And, and, and we, re- we really don't spend a lot of time fighting in my mind, just this isn't to dismiss what you just said. This is just like, I don't think we win that argument. You know, the, listen, first of all, black people are successful. We are doing a lot before these folks get here, right? You can come here and be here for five minutes and enjoy everything that we built for the last, uh-huh. like God knows how long or whatnot. Uh-huh. But don't pretend like you come here and you're do- you're all doing fantastic like you just said, Charles. Right. Like, let's not, let's not live in an illusion like where they all come here and they're all doing well and we're all doing poor. No, it's the, it's the exact opposite, right? We are actually, given all the stats that we could talk about, bad stats or whatnot, there's a lot of us living in houses, driving cars, living lives, having jobs, having bank accounts, the whole thing. So let's not act like we're all broken down with it. Let's not buy into the narrative that they want to buy into. They get here and listen, they get the anti-Negro pitch when they get here real quick. You want to be fully American? You, you want to be fully in the mainstream American? We'll tell you how. Hate niggas. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that, that is like, that's just like the straight up kind we of We did this pitch. show already. Well, we coming back to it, right? This is the pitch to them. They talk to their daughters and their sons and tell them not to interact with American-born black folks. They they have conversations with themselves. And then they grow up and write books to show how much they hate black people, right? And their books are full of everything. All of our problems are our own invention. It's all in your mind. It's in your head. Racism is as bad as it is. The systems aren't that bad. Even if they were bad, it wouldn't matter because if you worked hard and don't get married and, you know, finish high school and blah, blah, blah. Oh, you, you missed know, the blah, most blah, blah. important part, though, Chris. What's and that? You have, you have to be in love. You have to be in a love affair with the United mm-hmm. States. You have mm-hmm. to, like, you have that's to right. look past any that's blemishes, right? right? And, and, and right. you have to love her. That's right. You be so, a not loving her. Well, so I'm going to pass this to the, yeah. the most critical of these systems. What's <laughs> 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 get your boy. I mean, one thing that, the thing that, that first came to my mind, um, and Chris, you're talking about like just this idea of like white supremacy, like be, you know, be more uh, gritty, so to speak, have more character resolve, you know, pull yourself up. And then also look at the individuals who did. Right. Because for white supremacy, that's a win, because that means don't critique me at all. Like, take me out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Take the historic, you know what I mean, racism and the policies. Take all of that off the table and look at individuals who, you know, same way they do within the community, within the, you know, uh, you know, 
black community who's been here, right? They love to show, well, there's one, um, uh, there's one, you know, there's, you know I mean? All the folks that they've let, you know, in the gate or who fought and broke down the gate and, and got into whatever particular position they want to point out to absolve themselves of addressing the conditions that, you know, are, are all around. Right. And like, so when Malcolm talks about like, I mean, he has no patience for, you know, a, a system that crushes individuals and then criticizes them for not being able to stand up to the weight of being mm -hmm. crushed. Right. Like, and that's what they do. Right. Mm -hmm. But there are folks who particularly, and you know what, I'm so glad you talk, you're talking about like folks who recently got here. Cause I want to specifically call out Muslim immigrants too, because they know they should know better um, because of what the Dean teaches, but they are, they love to jump in. And, and I've, I've heard like, like imams, like weigh in and talk about this as if they've ingested white supremacy wholeheartedly and are preaching nonsense, right? And so they, their whole thing is like, you know, it's like John Henry, Henrik Clark talked about like, no, uh, we're not looking for a curriculum of inclusion. We're looking for a curriculum of liberation. They're mm -hmm. like, forget liberation, just drink the Kool-Aid, drink the Kool-Aid, ignore Kool all this stuff and be as white as you can be. You know what I mean? Like forget who, forget your roots, forget any of that, just assimilate and everything else will be fine. I mean, that's their yeah. medicine. That's what they're it's, peddling. It's, it's snake oil. It's snake oil. It's, it's similar. It is. It is. It is an updated version of that native boy that started the year in their native garb, and then at the end of it was in the suit, right? And I just want to be very, 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 because some I see some comments, and I want to just respect these because I, I want I don't want people to confuse what we're saying. So one of the comments said, "Africans that were stolen are kidnapped victims, not involuntary immigrants." Uh, this one said, "The slave trade was a violent kidnapping." and we can't paint them with a broad stroke so let me just address this really quick because this is how stuff gets misquoted so for one i want to start with the broad stroke thing first we're not saying that everybody that comes to this country that everybody that just got here does that what we're mm -hmm. doing is having a conversation about the ones that did just get to this country and that are doing that and so mm -hmm. that's not everybody and this is a conversation that mm -hmm. i think many of us have been a part of and i've engaged yeah there's a lot of solidarity like, too yeah 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 so there's there there have been conversations because the ones that don't come here and do that don't appreciate it either and and so i want to be very clear the other thing was around when I when i say involuntary uh immigrants versus voluntary immigrants i want to be very clear um we're not so we are the people that were born here i'm an involuntary immigrant because at no point did anybody in my lineage say I am getting on this boat? I am getting on this plane. I am I am swimming or teleporting to the United States. We have just been here, right? There was no, there was nothing involved in it. A voluntary immigrant, they may have been on a slave ship and ended up in the Caribbean. They may have ended up somewhere else, right? They may still be on the continent, but at some point, somebody in there, somebody made a conscious decision that said, "I'm going to America." And I'm going to America and this is what's going to happen. Right. So I just want to be very clear because it's important that we precise with language. So, mm -hmm. of course, uh, slavery is, is violent kidnapping. Of course, that's not. So I just wanted to clear that up. But that is the difference between a voluntary immigrant and an involuntary immigrant. It is not limited to black people or whatnot. But in this case, it's one of the conversations that's being had. And it's an important conversation that the four of us are having because the people that we're talking about share our skin. And they have some of them gain the trust of people in our community. But yet and still, outside of that, they don't have any black relationships. They don't have black people around them. It's a bunch of white folks. And they are these white folks are using them at times to be their teleprompter, to be to be their bullhorn and to be their walking inward that they can't say, but they can sit back with their coffee and let it happen. So like, who's your audience, right? Yeah, I think so. It's like, who's your audience? Like, are mm -hmm. you talking about black people to white people, but pretending mm -hmm. you're talking to black people, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Like, you know what I mean? So some mm -hmm. of it is like, you know, one, who crowned you the spokesperson, you know, um, mm -hmm. for these black communities? Like, which black community is saying like, yes, you are, you recognize us, you see us, you've experienced with us, right? Everybody should, you know, read and reread the miseducation of, of the Negro, right? Like, you know, consistently, think about what Carter G. Woodson is saying, because one, it touches like how old this is, right? Like how this blueprint is so old, right? But he was talked about like, you can't serve the people by giving them orders as far as what to do, right? Mm -hmm. Talking down to them, telling them like, this is, this is what you need to do. The real servant of the people, he said, must live among them, think with them, feel for them and die for them, right? Like that's what Carter G. Mm -hmm. Woodson is saying, like, right? Like that is the, 
the framing of people who the people would elect to be spokespeople for them. But what we have is the exact opposite. People who don't live with them, people who don't identify with them, people who are just like, oh, no, I'm actually over here. And my whole audience is somebody very different who are basically and I'm basically saying, like, assimilate with this group who have anointed me. Right. And so we just mm-hmm. can't be confused about who who elected these folks to be. And I'm not talking about in the political space, although it applies there, too. But I'm talking about like who, you know, uh, basically said that you are, you know, going to be crowned, so to speak, as our spokesperson because you identify with this struggle and the righteousness well, of this struggle. You know, and who. So just insider baseball. For people Mm -hmm. listening and watching, there are conferences right now and conference rooms that are booked and there are discussions being had. And in those discussions, there's somebody sitting on a panel somewhere with a lot of heads shaking in the crowd saying that we are just teaching our kids that racism is so bad that it's that it's insurmountable and that we're putting in their minds that they can't do anything. And we're teaching them a steady diet of victimhood. Like, like this word keeps coming up. We're teaching black kids to be victims and that they're oppressed. And because we spend so much time talking about the fact that they're oppressed and, mm. and installing them with victims, so the narrative goes, we're disabling them from ever being able to achieve anything, right? That's, these are literal conversations that are being had in places. And they do sound very much detached, like detached people who never met a black family and worked in a black family. I'm not here. I don't have to say the obvious thing, which is, of course, I'm not saying there's none of our people that don't have problematic behavior. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is the problematic behavior of the people in the the, the dominant group is not talked about as if they oh, are the whole ignored. group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and that same group in our group is being talked about as if they are endemic of, of all of us. It's mm-hmm. nonsense. Black people are getting up tomorrow going to jobs. They're getting up, going to jobs in some cases that they hate to make the thing happen. They are getting in lotteries for ugly shoes. They are running. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are running schools and operating schools and getting PhDs and writing books and 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 you know exchanging information, having their own. We are not a people that needs to be lectured about agency after four hundred years. We need to be lectured about justice. Mm. Now, we talk a lot on this show. Everything we talk about on this show is the agency. We need to build mm-hmm. our own. We need to grow our own. We need to, to support our own. You know, we did, you know, all the, the, the Kwanzaa principles, right? Like, we, we agent, what, Charles, why would we be lectured about anything right. having to do with doing when all of our music is about how we achieve and hustling? The stuff I hate in hip hop is honestly the retort to this. All of our hip hop is about making something out of nothing. Because they sick of you niggas. Let's just why. <laughs> <laughs> it's about making this, this, something this, out of nothing. This, this, no, no, that, that's but that's why though, right? It is, it yeah. is, it is one more tactic to get rid of a flea that is constantly biting me. And I okay, we tried to do this, we tried to do that, we tried to we segregate their schools, we desegregate their schools, we did this, and they still okay. Let's let's use their own kind of against them, right? And I think, but that's why though, right? It's like and, and because you know, reparations always sound crazy when a black person said, but then you start to actually read a book and then you start to realize all the groups that got reparations on in, in American soil. Like, or it's like, yo, like y'all should like really be able to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and and, and be independent, D- divorce the system and do your own thing. And then you bomb Oklahoma City. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you bomb those people, right? We have shown this type of resiliency over and over and over again. You have laughed at our noses and our lips, but now them things go for $10,000, $15,000 a pop and business is booming. Mm-hmm. They make you hate everything about you until they can take it from you, bottle it, and sell it back to you. And mm-hmm. what? And the reason why this show is happening is because they're now using people that look like us in order to do it. And I want to address something else because somebody said our pe- some of our own people had that same mentality. Yes, you are absolutely correct. We've mentioned some of those people now, and but that's that's why we want to have this conversation about charlatans, and that's why critical thinking is important, and that's why knowledge of self and who you are and where you come from is important, because if you know who you are, I cannot knock you off your square. If I tell a lie about Sharice's mama, he gonna look at you and say, you lying, because he knows his mama. 
And as long as we don't know who we are and we don't grab that as difficult as it is, they're going to keep sending our own to confuse us and convolute us. Yeah. If you are a teacher and you are trying to exhibit agency in the classroom, right? Uh, So for example, wait, 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 wait. What? You just, you, you just stepped up. I like how you just you just stepped on that to go. Okay, do your thing on teachers. I just didn't want to. I want because I know we was having a conversation about general. Do your thing. My bad. I shouldn't have stepped in. Go ahead. Do your. That was a no, hard no. transition, right? No. So the show is about agency. <laughs> I'm talking about an agentic. Right? Show your agent. Show your agency, right? Was, was I will not. not, not a, I will not. You you don't agree that was a hard transition just now. Do your thing, bro. Do your I thing, will man. Not. I shall not. <laughs> I shall not. You shall do what? I shall not. <laughs> you said inventing words. That's real agency. Agency <laughs> is when you invent words that don't. I shall not. Yeah, do, do your thing. Do your thing. I just go ahead, bro. Well, listen. Uh, I don't know where you were going with that, Ray. Like in terms of teachers, yeah. but I do think that this is, you know, if you're an educator watching this and your people watching this, you want to know what the import of this conversation is. Uh, Sharif and I will probably agree on this because of our Freedom Friday shows, the morning shows. But um, we have uh, we have a not just a right, we have a responsibility to tell our kids to investigate the systems that are supposed to serve them, all of them. So if you are trying to blame them for their own problems, it makes it hard for them to investigate. Like, listen, we talk about police deaths and killings and stuff like that. We don't talk about the number of jackups just walking by somebody and somebody throws you up against a thing or throws you down on something or whatever. And you're 11, 12, 13, 14 years old or whatnot. Now, that kid doesn't need a book on agency. That kid needs the book on understanding the system that just threw them to the ground. And it happens often. So you sound like a real sucker. When you out here talking about all our kids need is Jesus and not to get pregnant and blah, 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 as you're getting slammed to the concrete on a recurring basis. Mm -hmm. Their attitudes don't come from nowhere. Their their attitudes aren't just like self-invented because they're sitting around thinking, oh, my God, I've been told that there's racism in the world. So that must mean I can't do anything. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And I'm like, uh, I don't even want to treat. The reason I wanted to do this show is because Charles has done real scholarship on the concept of agency and the import, the import of it for black youth and for us as people. But there are going to be other people who are going to take a concept like that. Mm-hmm. And do the thing that white people and, and, and white supremacy always does, which is to weaponize it against us and our own people. Yes, our people need to be told you can do it. You can do whatever you set your mind to. But when, God damn it, when did anybody suck down the dumb idea that we haven't been told you got to work twice as hard to get half as much? If you're going to be a street, street sweeper, be the best street sweeper that there has ever been. I don't care if you're going to flip burgers, be the best burger flipper you've ever seen in your life. Which one of us, once you get an education, they can't take it from you. Which one of us hasn't heard that from black people mm-hmm. in our culture, right? Tell me a Jay-Z lyric that isn't about building an empire from nothing, right? Why would we even allow, I don't care, especially Negroes who've been in the country for five minutes and want to tell stories for white folks so they can get trotted out like Hottentot woman into different classrooms and different uh, conferences and shit to be trotted out like, this is one of the good ones. He just knows how deficient black people actually are and how racism doesn't mean anything. Niggas, stop it. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh <laughs> I don't even know yo, if I should... yo, y'all <laughs> killing like, me tonight, man. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. We yeah, said we're gonna start having some saying. real conversations in this thing. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, Reed. I love y'all it. Told, y'all should have said that beforehand, man. I got the streaming in my school. <laughs> no, I mean, but it's, it's you know, when you think about like just the you know, the idea that you know, hijack one, hijacking some of the language, but then, you know, uh, sullying it in such a way, right? Like, because black folks have right. always talked about, you know, agency and, you know, no, no matter who it was, if it's King, if it's Malcolm, it was, it was, and, it, and I think mindsets matter most, right? Like telling people like, yo, we got to get off the drugs and, and, and be clean and be sharp and right. Like it was like a mindset, but it wasn't absolving the systems mm-hmm. that created these type of conditions, right? And it's like calling people in out of love for your community is very different 
then having a level of, you know, uh, you know, a disparaging mindset, right? Or detesting, right? Like, and that's what I see. Like there's some of these folks who, as you said, have been here for a couple of minutes and they have, they, they detest the people who've actually built the thing that they, that they actually came to, that they actually ran to, that actually they're finding some individual success. But when you look at that, like what that psychology, and they all said, right? The consistency in the black freedom fighters and that liberatory movement and mindset is the same, right? Like the, the consistency of what they talked about, mm-hmm. what they preached, how they talked about building us up and critiquing the system, fighting the system, right? Like they were able to do both. But these other folks, the, the, the fake folks, they can't do both. They, their mind can't even wrap around doing both. So they, they put all their ammunition towards targeting uh, black folks right. who, are, who are struggling, right? Like, because they can't think to critique the system they can only critique those who are already marginalized because mm-hmm. that's where they see their power base in. And so when Bobby Wright, Bobby Wright, that, that black psychologist from back in the day, what do he say? Like blacks who are not conscious of their blackness, who have no sense of destiny, then go through white systems of education, were formal or informal, right? Ultimately end up serving their own oppressors and become a means of oppressing their own people. Mm. That rhetoric that they talk about, this is a form of oppression. Mm-hmm. And they are played just like you know, Cole talked about that Trojan horse. But the only thing is they're visible because their audience mm-hmm. ain't us. They ain't tricking us. They are literally speaking for white supremacy. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 Hey, so right. I don't want to hard pivot back to the teachers. You good, so bro. Right, you good. You unpack right there. You good. Ray, you good, bro. You good. I just didn't know where you was going, but that's my bad. Yo, bro. I, and I, and I, didn't know, I didn't know your staff was listening either, so that's my bad. Listen, Chris, Chris tweeted something the other day and said, like, you know, teachers are the most important. Educators are the most important. I forget exactly what you put out there, Chris, but it was basically saying, like, in all this fight, Educators are the most important factor in all of this. So They're the most dangerous yeah. radical teachers will change the world. Yeah. They are the most dangerous yeah. frontline workers right now on some shit that what we are about to lose our democracy. The people educating yeah, our children about what's happening in the world are dangerous, which is why they want to put gag orders on them. Mm-hmm. It's why yeah. states want to stop them from being effective, stop what they can teach and put gag orders on them. And the ones who say, I don't care what kind of gag order you put on, I'm going to teach what I'm going to teach. And I'm going to teach the truth. And with blah, blah. Once you get radical with it, those are the ones who are really going to save some minds. Yeah. So if you are a teacher and you are trying to be agentive in your classroom, right? If you're teaching uh, literature, teaching literacy, uh, text to self connections with students is extremely important, right? Uh, allowing students to be able to see themselves in the curriculum, extremely important. If you are teaching math problems, right, you're teaching kids how to solve problems, please use real life connections with these students. Right. So like if you are teaching a math problem uh, and it's and you're teaching kids in the inner city, uh, make the foundation of that problem be something that they can use in the inner city where they are. Right. I think a lot of times when we approach uh, questioning for our kids, it's like we we use these uh, we use these examples of. Uh, suburban situations, right? And that's not creating agency for inner city kids. Uh, and lastly, um, man, uh, it, it, we need to we need to start uh, looking at kids as problem solvers, right? Like our kids are problem solvers; they have the ability to, to to solve problems. But in order for them to be able to do that, we have to have educators that are one willing to take the chance on them, two setting a high bar for them, right? It's like yo, know, you can't expect for a kid to solve uh, to solve real life problems if you're teaching them below grade level. Right. And, and, and just having that high bar for kids is extremely important. Mm-hmm. So teachers that are exhibiting agency in the classroom, think about those things. And yeah, I think so. I love that. And I wanted to like even add on to that because, you know, there is we have a lot of our kids that fight through and that have fought through systems that we've led that I'm sure Ray can point to some students. Reef can point to students. Chris can point to people I know. I can point to young people that I know that worked and did all this stuff. Right. But nobody takes into account like that black achievement trauma tax that comes from that, man. There is there is an effect that happens when you have to constantly brush off things. And here's this is how you know that whole theory is bullshit about where if you got religion and and if you and if you get and if you you don't get pregnant, you don't do this. You know what group gets pregnant the most? White kids. But somehow white kids, white people are not at the bottom of the economic ladder. You know who's the most atheist in this country? White people. But somehow. 
They are not at the bottom of the of the education structures, right? All the things that you say that have to be present in order for a group of people, black people to be successful are these things, but yet and still white people lead in all of those categories so much so that they done got rid of Roe v. Wade so white people can go back to having babies because they worried about not being a top population no more. So Here's how one does for that you. work as a theory? The majority of white uh, poor white kids are in middle class schools. People never and, talk about that. And, and this is what I'm saying, right? The majority so, of white kids do not go to the majority of poor white kids do not go to poor schools. Absolutely. They go absolutely. to middle class schools. Majority of black uh, poor are in black poor schools. Poor schools. Right. What's that tell you right there? So, uh, so I so, want to make this uh, distinction. When, when, about, when we say, when we, uh, I'm, can we just clarify what a poor school is? What, what I mean by that is, where the majority of the kids aren't poor. White kids go to schools, poor white kids go to school where the majority of the kids around them are not poor. Mm-hmm. So you got to get your mind around how that makes a difference in what they're, what they're get, what they get, because the majority of poor black kids go to school where the majority of the students around them are poor. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so poverty by itself, isn't the same for white kids and black kids. They're not having the same experience in the school system. They're having two different experiences. Poor white kids are having a different experience in the school system than poor black kids are having. And it's not because of agency. It's not because they have more agency or more grit or more right. of the growth mindset than anybody else has. They didn't do that themselves, but I want to keep, I want to circle back to this point for people who may have joined late agency in blackface is the type of agency. It's a 1776 uh, um, agency, the type that will tell you if you love America and you you ask no pertinent questions about its founding and you uh, don't bitch about it, about anything that happened to you or whatnot or whatnot, and then you have agency, work hard, don't get pregnant, all that type of stuff, you too can be probationary white and you too can get all the benefits of being a probationary white. Actual agency is if there are conditions, if the, if the powers that be are poisoning the water in your community or beating your ass down in the courts or with police officers or whatnot, actual agency is fighting that and showing up to investigate the ways that the system is actually working against you. That's agency. So agency and blackface will have you sitting in schools where they will tell you that Ch- Thomas Jefferson was like one of the greatest thinkers of life and, and that you were supposed to identify with him and not identify with the people that he savaged, right? Mm-hmm. Actual agency will tell you, investigate that so it don't happen again, right? right? So we just want to make the distinction between agency and blackface and, and actual agency that we should be imparting into our children. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is a, this, this right here, like we need to unpack this. So it's hard for students to concentrate on having agency for themselves when school administrators and teachers use the local police to issue tickets and fines Ooh. for what they deem disorderly and uh disorderly conduct hey that's that's a word right there right uh you know we I knew definitely had have... call you out for that anchor i knew someone was yeah hey 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 listen but uh but 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 no but seriously man you definitely got uh folks out here that are policing black and brown bodies you got folks that are out here policing hairstyles and doing all the things right um and they don't really do that in 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 the suburbs right like you can go and have purple hair and like and show up show up right. how, you can show up however the hell you want but yet when we got kids that are coming in with braids with and, and expressing braids. themselves mm. ex- expressing themselves in, 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 in the ways in which they express themselves right it's like oh that's uh that's that's interrupting learning or you know that's that's disruptive or like nah man that's just us being who we are right yeah. and so if you're gonna love us leave us alone Right. Shout out I to mean, the box braids. I, I just learned what that is from my daughter a little while ago. I, I thought it was braids that come in a box. Like it's actually a style. So shout out to the to the to the box braids. So, so random, Sharif. So random. I'm glad you learned that, brother. I appreciate it. You should get some, Sharif. You should have yeah. some box braids, bro. We, well, yeah, let's I don't do know that. about that. But some well, straight have box right braids next time. week. But but here's my question, right? Was was Emmett Till not gritty? Did he not did Emmett Till not have agency? Was he not a did, did he not believe in God? Was he? Did he have a girl pregnant? Like, no, no, right? Did Tamir Rice, was that his issue? Was that he didn't he didn't check off everything in that list? Was that the thing? Or that little girl that got drug up and, and slammed by a police officer out of her classroom chair? Was she pregnant? Did she have a baby prior? Did she, did she not believe in family? Was that what it was? She didn't believe in a nuclear family? Yo, your theory is bullshit and it's harmful to black people. And, and it's Charles, hard going away. Yes. You know who didn't have agency in that story? The black 
educator at the front of the room who called the police on her Bruh. and then and then said that's if she had head. just complied she wouldn't she wouldn't have got thrown across the room that's yeah, that's the black face that we're talking about that's the that's the black, black face, face. that's that goes back to that face. quote that you just put up anger right. you know what i mean like yeah. that that speaks directly to that right like, you the know, trusted person in the room trusted an educator her man if, if i could remember if I could even remember, and I wish I did, and you know, my brother and I were talking about this, you know, a while back. Like, I wish we could remember how many times we have been stopped by police, you know, mm. high school graduates in college, like how many times, how many right. times police had guns in our faces, how many times we have been locked up, right? And these, these are the folks who were, you know what I mean, like doing something, you know, I, I can't say we're doing everything that they are, uh, you know what I'm saying? Cause they're saying the only strategy you should use to combat white uh, supremacy is to fit in, right? Like that's, that's literally what they say, the strategy, the only strategy you should have. So we definitely weren't doing that, but that's to crazy. think about the amount of time that, you know, we've been basically assaulted by America's biggest gang. Um, and that's, that's the playbook to just say like, well, ignore all of that, have ignore love it. for that. And mm -hmm. just press on. But like, if 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 anybody who's trying to tell you this, the strategy is to hate hate the folks where that you come from, and the best way to mitigate racism and white supremacy is to fit in better. So if you're not succeeding, that means you're not assimilating well enough. I just figured out what's wrong with that. You, I reject all of that. You know what? That's your problem, too, Sharif. This is what this is what this is what's wrong with all you, Negroes. <laughs> Sharif, this problem. We I'm about to tell you, not we, just Sharif. <laughs> All of y'all, I'm about to tell you your problem. Oh, oh tell, tell us you our problem. problem. I'm about to tell you your problem. This is what's wrong with you, Negroes. Man, this is a beautiful country. Mm. It is it had a beautiful fan, founding. Some of the best things that have ever been said and written and thought about freedom and justice in the, and history, liberty of were written in, in the mm -hmm. history of mankind were, were actually brought about in this country. It is a grand experiment. It's a beautiful experiment. And you Negroes are just too negative about the beauty of what this, 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 I mean, man, a room full of people coming together to write something so eternal and lasting, like the Constitution, the most Man. beautiful and poetic kind of description of a <laughs> democracy that had never existed before. What is wrong with you, Negroes? This Bro. is the first country that got rid of slavery, and you all are just so ungrateful. What the hell is wrong that thing with ain't you, have Negroes? That thing, first, first of all, that thing ain't have y'all in mind when they were, <laughs> they, ain't have, they ain't have black folks in mind when they was writing that thing, right? That's See, the right? negativity. They, they, ain't even, they ain't even had the education of their own people in mind when they wrote that joint. That's right. why you don't and, see it in then, the Constitution. And then, and then, and then the second thing, right? And I think El Michelle named this, right? And like a lot of a, a lot of uh, folks that are in scholarship are naming this. Like even when slavery stopped, that didn't mean that the 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 the, the raping in the in 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 the, the all the shit that they was doing, You're being stopped, negative. right? It did. You're being negative. Okay. Where's where's your agency? You're stealing agency <laughs> from us, bro. You're like, why why talk about those things, man? Why talk about it? it's not like it's I mean, happening anymore. It's not like there's like those things are happening today. I, so I mean, why? I think I think as every I think all of us have been pulled over before, and like like I think like it's just oh, the matter stopped seeing reef was when I got pulled over, right? And I think <laughs> the saddest part, I think the part that made reef more sad was that I was just like. All right, whatever. Like, is, I gotta move on, and like, cause that's mm -hmm. that's just our reality. Like, it's a reality. Like, right? Ray don't get to just like reflect his whole day after like he gets stopped by the police. He got, hey, bro, I gotta go to work. I gotta go do what I gotta do. I gotta go raise kids. And this is the thing, right? You can't tell me that the most successful people in this country per capita got all this grit when you see videos of Karens every single day that don't know how to be told no. <laughs> so I can get a Billy Club in my face. That dude had a gun on me that entire time. And I had to tape it. Like, I had to tape it. And y'all heard him tell me it's because your cologne smelled too good, bro. Like, that was the reason bro, that you, that, you yeah, got a gun you on tape, me for 30 you taping minutes. It. You, tape, you taping it was agency, right? Like, I'm I glad mean, you taped it. And, and you, the you thing taping about it, it taping it. Yeah. yeah, and it could have got him killed at the same time, right? Like, and that's the that's the crazy, that's the, the black existence. What, taping yeah. it could have kept him alive, and it could have very well also been the thing that got him killed at the same time. Well, and Reed, so, I mean, so you, what do you, you teach your young people about that moment? What do you teach young people about that? So, because so this is I, where so, the this is where the two sides of the fence diverge. One right. side tells you that just focusing on that, teaching your kids to focus on that, is part of their problem. Right. There were there were what you tell them. One, you you break that whole tape down. Right. There were multiple things happening. Right. One, I didn't put that camera in his face. He didn't know I was taping. Two. You heard me calm him down. He was nervous. I had to make him comfortable. I had to tell him what I was doing. Actually, I was coming from a book signing from a book that I produced and published and we all have worked on and we've done stuff together on or whatever. I was coming from actually being agentic, right? Like 
I had to calm him down and get him out the and get out the situation. Right. I couldn't startle that person. And so if, if you tell me that I'm not right where you are because I don't have self-control, agency, foresight, thought, you know, emotional intelligence, I had to have every one of those skills at a maximum level, because if I would have got shot with nothing there, somebody would everybody with everything y'all know about would be like, well, he must have did something. He must have did something. And they don't want that to be a conversation in school. They don't want white kids to have to struggle and deal with that reality because it does not make sense to them. It, 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 it does not compute. They don't understand because when a cop pulls them over unjustly, they say, why the fuck did you pull me over? Who I Facts. need to talk to somebody. I, 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 I've seen I've seen that in action. Like yes. I've seen the vitriol that, that exists when 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 a person that's not uh historically marginalized gets pulled over. Like the level of entitlement that occurs. What's your like, name you, and badge you know, number? Yeah, I want a right. supervisor. Get a supervisor yes. out here right now. What's your name and badge number? Yeah. No, I do not answer questions. I do not answer questions. I saw it on YouTube. Yeah. I don't I don't answer yeah. questions. Or you that that or that that or you, know? you can you can talk to my attorney, which is not a bad thing, right? I, I feel like everybody that's yeah. that comes into contact with the with the law should say I I, I would like an attorney. Like they Somebody ask you, said, like, yo, yeah. Oh my bad. Go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. Cause I was I was riffing off what you said. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I, no, no, I, I, I was just, gonna say because I, I think when they I think when they read you your rights, right? When like when you you tell you have the right to an attorney, okay, sure. I'm gonna take that right. <laughs> yo, I feel like everybody needs you. But it's so funny, right? Because y'all all checked on me. And and again, I've never, that was the most upset I'd ever seen, Reef. We had like a conversation after that. And, and I appreciate all y'all, but I'd never seen him like that. But somebody, one of my friends that don't live, the my reality was like, well, you should have got their badge number. No, no, no. You, you shouldn't have got out the car when they asked you to get out the car. I said, they brought drug dogs. Like, well, you shouldn't have opened it. The, they was had gun. He bro, had a gun on me and his hands was shaking. I could see it. <laughs> But I saw his hand shaking with a gun on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm just like, yeah. yo, like, they don't understand yeah. what mode you one has to go through in that space. But then you have black people that's coming to this country that are t writing books, that are getting booked at conferences that are mostly white, ain't two black faces in, this, in sight. And they're acting like they're talking to the people. They're acting like they know how to play dominoes. They and acting like, they know, they, they, like they've been to a cookout yeah, before. Right. Well, I don't, don't want right. to cast this. And they get exalted. Don't play dominoes. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to just or or Hey, listen, listen, bro. I've been to your house. Your house is Afrocentric as hell. It ain't got to be dominoes, bro. I got you the the, the, the dark colored crayons. But the point is, is that a charlatan? Be quiet, right? <laughs> a charlatan, a charlatan, a black. Uh, an agentic blackface, somebody that's acting in that, do not mean you well. They mean to increase their own lot in life. They mean to be able to have a platform of which they can look down on you as. They mean you know well. And I think that that is something that we, and we have to teach our babies. We have to teach our community. We have to teach our educators. We have to teach people with this skin to have discernment, man. The, the white folks would call it critical thinking. Granny would call it discernment. We got to get back to discerning, yo. And I and I, and I think that's that's why I thought this was a really important show to do. And I, I know we run up on time. I can end this or whatnot if, unless people want to keep going. We can move into final thoughts. But now, I think the spirit of discernment is 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 extremely important when we having these types of conversations, right? Uh, it's it's critical to our existence. It's critical to us staying alive. You better have a spirit of discernment out in these streets. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I, I'll move us into final thoughts if that's the case. Then, man, Reef, you wanna you wanna get us kicked off, B? Yeah, man. I, no, I appreciate this conversation, man, and just really, again, centering you know the the people who've been brutalized, the people that actually built while being brutalized. Like, and to me, that is like if that ain't like grit and agency and self determination and all the things, right? You know, I was talking to a veteran. He's like, you know what? I'm sick of, of these people talking about, you know, uh, what folks have to do. He's like, while we were being lynched, we were going to fight World War One to save your cousins, you know, uh, Europeans and and things like that. He's like, and then I was in Vietnam, right? He's like, so all these things that we are doing as we're right, like the the brother that came back from what World War Two and then was blind, you know, police officer put a, his billy club through both eyeballs and blinded him. Because he had the nerve to to be able to say, like, no, this is, you know, I'm a man. I'm, I'm not going to prove my humanity, but I'm going to defend it, right? And, like, mm -hmm. that that level of brutality, um, 
and we're going to teach about it. You know, we teach about this in in our schools, and it is absolutely mm-hmm. important that we teach about it. not for them to cower, but no, but for them to be emboldened and say like, if they can do that, if the shoulders that we lean on and stand on did that, they did that for you, so that you can move this forward, right? Like, mm-hmm. so that you can find your, uh, you know, your path, and that you can exhibit the agency that we have always, you know, demonstrated. You know, and again, mm-hmm. folks who, if their only strategy to fight racism is telling us to fit into it better, you know, they need to shut up, sit down, fall back, whatever. But no, like just all you have to do is look at their audience and, you know, who has appointed them and anointed them. Um, and they, it ain't our community. Right. So let's continue like the way that we and, and the people that we love have done it. Inspire, push challenge critique with love you know and uh, making sure that we don't let up one second in in fighting against the white supremacist structures that um that have created and continue to sustain uh the problems in this country mm. young ray yeah man so uh thanks for the show man this was a this was a dope show uh and, and i appreciate uh the the uh the spirit that went behind it i appreciate you sharing your scholarship with us uh i know that your dissertation was was, was kind of centered in this so thanks for allowing us to learn from you today uh folks if you're out there and you're and you're trying to exhibit agency uh allow our students allow black students allow all students to, to learn at their own pace right uh challenge them uh make sure that if you are teaching black students that you are teaching them on grade level uh and that you are uh bringing in relevant text uh, if you are not prepared to teach them on day one, then don't take that job, right? Like we got a lot of these teachers that are coming in that are not that are prepared to teach, but not prepared to teach in the inner city, right? And so like you're taking two years in order to become accustomed in 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 terms of like being in inner city schools with black and brown kids, and that's two years of learning that's not happening for our kids, right? So like challenge yourselves to have enough agency to go and teach where you can teach and not where you know not where you can get a job um and then also man we don't need no quiet quitters right we don't need no quiet quitters in, in k-12 mm. and we damn sure don't need no quiet quitters teaching black and brown kids mm. right so if you out here quiet quitting because you know we, we know that these teachers unions have been doing this for ages right like what's that right oh i'm i'm only so quiet quitting is basically uh a, a phenomenon that's going in right now to where you know you you teach basically what's in your contract, right? We don't need folks that are coming in and teaching basically what's in their contract. We need people that are going above and beyond for historically marginalized people. Because mm-hmm. if it was about if it was if, if everything was even, then hell yeah, you could teach what you could teach from your contract, right? Hell yeah, if everything was even, but things are not even. We've named why they are not even. We've named why and how are historically marginalized folks show up and we know that they need more. So if you're in these schools with kids that need more, do more. That's it. Mm-hmm. Young Chris. Thank you, Ray. Um, so there was never a time in American no. history where um, there was never a time in American history where we weren't blamed for our own oppression, where we weren't framed for our own victimization. Um, from all the way into time, slavery, reconstruction, civil rights era, segregation era, we were always, you can find it on the record, white people talking about us, especially conservatives in ways where they were blaming us for our own lot in life. And that was during slavery. That was after slavery. It just when, whenever they were doing the worst to us, we were the, we were the reason for the blame. And that continues today. That, that is part of today. If you are listening to this and you're an educator and you are not teaching that to young people and how to investigate these things and how that still carries on today. I don't think that you are teaching. And I think that the goal of the fake agency people is to stop you from teaching the real to students and to place the blame on them if they are not succeeding, even though conditions and and their surroundings have a big impact on them. So, you know, you, you all have heard me say this on the show before there was a study done on Long Island, uh, hundreds of, of realtors involved. They sent a black family and a white family in to buy a house with the exact same credit and the exact same background and resume. And they had very different outcomes. It wasn't because they had a problem with agency, right? And that is what you call systemic racism, what is, exists. And if you are not teaching young people 
the forensic tools to understand how this is an unequal society that will put them behind on purpose, then you are not teaching. You are not teaching. I don't know what you are doing, but I know the goal of the agentic blackface folks is to stop you from arming young people with what they need to have a strong, truthful look at the system that they live in. The final thing that I would say is the reason I really want to do this show is because I know that Charles has been working on agency as a legitimate uh, endeavor for study and scholarship for a long time. And I would hate to see that hijacked and used as a weapon against us by, um, by white people, near white people, and black people that want to be white people. I would hate for that to be the, the thing that happens because agency is such a useful concept for us. Self-determination has always been a useful concept for us, and we don't need anybody uh, taking it and doing the wrong thing with it. So I would tell you to find Charles on Twitter, to follow him, and to know that over time that there will be more coming out around real agency for, for our young people in a hood agency, street agency actual black agency uh um follow and wait for more and participate in that but educators please for the love of god do not teach young people this 1776 you know white lobotomy program for young people teach them how <laughs> to just say lobotomy Yes, that, that's exactly what this is. That's what 1776 agency is all about. It's just about. It right off, huh? so it's just, just, it's just, it's a black intellectual lobotomy, right? And what I need you to do is teach them to investigate the damn system that they live in. That's all I got to say. Man, I, I, I appreciate all of you. I appreciate the, um, just the patience around this. I think that, uh, I think it's a good conversation. I think that you have to be able to spot charlatans that look like us and they, they're good because 90% of what they say is going to be rooted in some type of truth. It might get stretched out, but the charlatan can't leave a room without selling you some snake oil, baby. What are they selling you? What are they trying to get you to trade for that thing, for you to feel good in that moment? How are they pumping you up? You know, and Paul Mooney has a much better term for it. And this is not my term, but I love it. He, he calls those people graham crackers. Graham crackers is what Paul Mooney would call them. Uh, Paul Mooney, <laughs> look, look, Sharif El Mecki will give you the scholars to read. I think you should read Paul Mooney's "White is Black is the New White." I think it is so much wisdom in that joint. Combine the two. I think that they're great. Um, I think that, but 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 we are at a critical moment. We are at a critical moment where even this thing that this platform is built on, this wokeness, anti woke, over woke, or whatever the case is. That was stolen from black people. It's all been stolen from black people, but yet and still there's something wrong with you. Yet and still you can't produce as you hearing from us on the platform that guess what we did? Produced, built from nothing. Built from phone calls and turned it into a whole thing. Built, wrote books off of it. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't produce, we don't build. Everybody on this podcast, everybody that's tied to this podcast, all our friends, the people that listen, the people that a group of fans that built their own book club and is doing their own knowledge and reading and stuff like that. Them people ain't resilient. Them people, them people don't have that. Anything that's making you hate yourself and making you kill yourself and making you think less of your brother and your neighbor next door to you is poison. And you got to be aware when somebody is feeding you poison because they sometimes give it to you for free, but the real, the real shady ones charge you for it. Uh, that's Sharif. That's Ray. That's Chris. I'm Charles, and you will see us next week at the same time, and we can't wait to see y'all again. Y'all have a good night. Peace out. Peace.